1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Hi, I'm John McInerney, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. Hi,
1: my name is Grigor Dimitrov, and you're listening to Tennis Podcast. Hi, I'm Mats Vilander, and you are listening to the Tennis Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast. After Andy Murray and Thomas Burditch have just reached the semi-finals of the Australian Open, and joining me, David Law, having just commentated on Five Live Sports Extra on Andy Murray's progress, is Catherine Whitaker. Hello, Catherine.
2: Hello, David.
1: And Gigi Salmon. How are you, Gigi? I'm
2: good. How are you, David?
1: I'm very well. We had fun on there tonight, didn't we?
2: We did. It was always going to be a fun match, and I think Andy Murray's performance just made it that extra bit special.
1: He was on fire tonight, wasn't he? He beat Nick Kyrgios in straight sets. And before we get on to talk more about that, guess who our special guest is today, Catherine? The... I'm telling you, it's Goran Ivanisevic. How about that?
0: I get to introduce the guests. That's that's the That's the theme we've established.
1: OK, well, he's coming up later, because uh, he's not with us at uh, 11.30, whatever it is at night time. But we've already had a good chat with Goran. You'll be hearing that very shortly. But the matches today, first of all, I have to say it, Catherine Whitaker was right, because Rafael Nadal did indeed lose to Thomas Burditch.
0: There weren't many people predicting that a week ago, were they? After his 17-match losing streak. But there was I putting my neck on the line, and for once <laughs> it paid
1: off. You were bang on. What a performance that was by Bertis, Shiji.
2: Did you tip Nadal to win the tournament?
1: Uh. <laughs> I can't really remember <laughs> that. It's a long time ago now. Oh, yes, I really did. No, I, th- I said he gets to the final, didn't I, and lose to Djokovic, but he didn't.
2: He didn't. I, and it was a great performance. I think a lot of people afterwards were talking about Nadal and how he wasn't quite right, but I think we have to give credit to Thomas Burditch. He's got a twinkle in his eyes, got Danny Valverde in his box. He got engaged last week, and everything seems to be falling into place, and having had such a bad run against Nadal, it doesn't matter what kind of Nadal. Nadal is a fighter. He will stay there. He'll keep putting balls back into court. And Thomas Burditch was too strong. He was just on it from the start. Thoroughly deserved it, but I'm still really surprised at that straight set scoreline.
1: Yeah, because he only won two games did Nadal in the first two sets, Catherine.
0: Extraordinary. I mean, uh, I'm sure the ITF can produce a statistic on when the last time that happened to Nadal in a Grand Slam was. I I certainly can't recall it. I suspect you'd have to go back to sort of a decade ago or something similar. Um, it was extraordinary. I, I was quite impressed with, I, I don't think it was a sensational performance by Berdic. I think it was a very good performance, a very mature performance because he sort of realised I don't need to hit the lines every time here, I don't need to go for every shot 100%. He was playing really, really well but he was also controlling himself very well in his urge to go for the winner uh, every time. So for that reason I think... It was a, sen- a sensational performance in one respect, but not sort of a blockbuster performance. Not the sort of performance you'd expect someone to have to produce in a Grand Slam in order to beat Nadal.
1: And also, he, he managed to withstand the little fight back, didn't he, from Nadal, who got him into a tie break. And there were just one or two moments where you thought, "Could this turn, but Thomas Berdich was having none of it. We've just been in a very interesting press conference, haven't we, Shiji, with Andy Murray, in which... The subject of Danny Valverdu came up a number of times and Murray was very strong in his opinions that he's playing Burditch, he's not playing Valverdu and he's not going to talk about him.
2: Well we know something went on there and he had an interview with BBC with Russell Fuller and he made it clear that things weren't right in the camp and things had to change. Danny Valverde has taken a very different tack in his interview and he said no it's fine and we're great friends and we keep in touch and they've gone their separate ways. He knew he was going to get asked questions and I think it is going to help Burditch to have someone that's been so in Andy Murray's mind for so many years since they were young boys sitting there telling Burditch this is what you've got to do yes he's still got to get out there and execute it and Murray's right you play the player on the day you don't play the coach but to have someone like Danny sit there going to do this this and this let's go over it again and again and again and drum it into his mind I do think it's an advantage to Burdick but then it's about those two on that day getting out there and playing that match.
1: Indeed now one of my favourite quotes of the night was Andy Murray saying don't forget I know what Danny Valverde thinks of Thomas Burdick's game because <laughs> he's told me.
0: It was a great line wasn't it and also a very good point that I'm not sure I'm not sure many people had thought of because obviously it's a it's an intriguing angle, there's no denying to the match. Not that you know, a semi-final between Murray and Burjic needs that extra element of intrigue, but it, it does provide one. Um, I, I have a lot of respect for Andy and the way he's explained how honest he's been and the way he's explained that decision. I just did a very short interview with him and asked him about that in, in sort of the vaguest terms. And he was very clear that he wasn't happy. He said, um, I play better when I'm happy and I wasn't happy off the court with how things were functioning and I'm happy now. And that's that's a very strong thing to say. You know, a lot of guys would just come out and give the trot out the line of, yeah, we're still mates, we still keep in touch, as you say. And he's not He's not doing that. He's, he's fronting up and uh, I have a lot of respect for that. But uh, I do think it's an advantage, but I don't think it's that bad. Big an advantage don't I don't think it's a pivotal advantage I don't think it's a game-changing advantage I think it's a t- if, if everything else is completely equal it'll be that 0.01%
1: indeed um, now very finally before we get on to uh, the other se- uh, quarterfinals Gigi, and then we hear from Goran Ivanovic don't forget that and also don't forget that uh, on BBC Radio 5 Live you'll be able to hear live commentary of Andy Murray against Thomas Burditch on th- Thursday morning is it? Thursday morning, yes. Thursday morning, early on, I'm losing track of what day it is, what time of day it is. Um, now, Amelie Moresmo Gigi, is it about time we gave her a bit of credit here? We
2: were having a chat about this. This is an... Interesting one and talking about the credit that Valverde will be given with Burditch and not Moresmo with Murray. And the difference I think is that Burdic hasn't won a Grand Slam. He hadn't beaten Nadal in 17 matches, so it's very easy to say, well, Valverde's made the difference with Moresmo. People are a little bit more resistant and reluctant because they're saying, Well, he's a Grand Slam champion. So what have you actually done? What have you actually needed to do? But it was clear that something needed to be done. As Murray said, I needed to be happy, he feels happy. Amelie Moresmo is one of those people that makes him feel happy. She does deserve credit because we're seeing a very calm Murray you have to be as happy on the court as you are on it and he looks very very satisfied the engagement to Kim the team he's got around him this is a happy contented Andy Murray and a lot of credit for that has to go to Amelie Maresmo
0: and I think uh, another point is that although Andy has in theory or, and, and in fact been working with Amelie since, since Queen since June last year he made the point very strongly that the decision he made, re his coaching staff, was in order to give... He was wanted to commit to Amelie Moresmo as a coach and give it its full chance and its full breathing space. And he thought that having Danny on the team and Jez Green was incompatible with that. So if you look at it that way, Amelie Moresmo has only really fully taken the reins by the sounds of things since he made that decision at the end of last year. So if you look at it that way... This is his first Grand Slam since making that decision and he's playing blooming well. So she she deserves a lot of credit.
1: Indeed. So we'll find out how much more she is uh, given to his game when he faces Thomas Burditch on Thursday morning, live on 5 Live Sports Extra and live on BBC Television. Do tune in to one of those. I would suggest you put the telly on and turn the sound down and listen to us. That's what I'd say. However, tomorrow, first of all, we have the small matter of Novak Djokovic against Milos Raonic uh, of uh, uh, Canada. And also we have Kane Ishikuri against Stan Wawrinka. We've had today Eugenie Bouchard losing to Maria Sharapova. So my prediction is still on for Maria Sharapova to win the title because she's it into the semifinals. Today,
0: David, hasn't
1: it? It's been a 50-50 day, Catherine. Yeah, All right. Uh, Now, uh, so we've got Nishikori against Stan Favrinka. That was one of the matches of the U.S. Open, one of the matches of the year last year. Shiji, what's going to happen this time?
2: I'm really excited about this one. I love watching Nishikuri. He's an exciting player. Stan Wawrinka, he you can get to him. He can be beaten. We saw the hash he made of it against Guillermo Garcia Lopez. That should have been straight sets when he was up two, two love and a break. But no, apparently not. We'll take it to four. And Nishikuri, everyone keeps saying, physically, can he last? Physically, he looks fine. Yes, he wears ten pairs of socks and changes his shoes at every opportunity. But that's what Nishikuri does. He's got very sensitive feet. But Physically, he looks good. The fans, by the way, the support for Nishikuri, it's ridiculous. The amount of people that were out there on Rod Laver cheering that man off. It's, it's wonderful watching Nishikuri. He's so exciting. He can make any match exciting. And I'm going to go for Nishikuri over Vavrinka.
1: And we've also got the exciting match between Novak Djokovic and Milos Raonic to look forward to as well. What's going to happen with Nishikuri and Vavrinka, first of all, Catherine? Gigi says K.
0: I think I agree with Gigi, but I think it's going to be pretty close. Uh, Kay has an awful lot of support here. I mean, it is very much the Grand Slam of Asia-Pacific when you go out there and see how much, you know, the top Asian male player, how much support he has out here. And he says he thinks of this as his home Grand Slam. I mean, and in Japan, he was he was saying uh, in his interview the other day, he has his face on noodle Copper noodles in Japan. <laughs> they have his face on, and he has his own. He has his own line of cars, Jaguar cars. He has there are twenty three limited edition Koenigscars or something. I mean, he is. He's David Incredible. Beckham in Asia. He is. It's extraordinary.
1: You're going to say David Law then, but uh, <laughs> I'm not quite there. One day, uh, but. Uh,
0: uh, Other premium range cars are available. That's right, yeah. (laughs) And and
2: noodles are (laughs) arrangeable.
1: That's right. Noodles, Jaguar, feel free to sponsor the tennis (laughs) podcast if you like. Now, uh, we we have uh, predictions just to make before we go of Milos Raonic against uh, Novak Djokovic. Are we going to get a surprise?
0: I don't think we are going to get a surprise, no. Uh, Raonic has never beaten him. I know he looks leaner and better than before. He, he, He is improved. Uh, I think he could get a set. I don't think he's going to win. Don't think it's
2: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing mint mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 bit to get 30 bit to get 20 20 20 get 20 20 get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees Promoting
0: for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com
1: here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact
0: Be there when it happens with daily live coverage beginning on Monday, May the 20th. Subscribe to Tennis Channel Plus to stream daily coverage of Roland Garros. Use promo code TENNISPOD20 for 20% off your annual subscription.
2: It's going to be a thriller. I might be proved wrong, but I don't think so. And I'm going to go Djokovic in three because Djokovic's got the Big sir, There might be a couple of tie breaks in there, but Djokovic looks awesome at the moment and I think he's going to nail it.
1: I think Milos is going to get at least a set, maybe turn it into a classic, but I'm still going for Djokovic to come through his greater experience. Keanu Shikori against Stan Wawrinka. I'll tell you why you two were giving your views on that. I was just going back and forth. I could so easily make a case for either. This is where Stan Wawrinka had his greatest moment, but I'm going for Keanu Shikori. Let's hear what Goran Ivanizovic has to say. We met up with him earlier today, and uh, Catherine Whitaker, we were particularly excited to do so, weren't we?
0: We were, not least because I had two particularly embarrassing photos of you to show him, which he very much enjoyed.
1: Let's hear all about it.
0: Finally, 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 Goran has agreed to feature on the Tennis Podcast live with us.
1: And uh, actually, he is here, and Goran... Let's just talk about what you did to me the other day. It was just an awful thing you did. When you were meant to be on BBC Radio 5 Live to talk about Andy Murray against Grigor Dimitrov, something we'd arranged for 24 hours, and half an hour before, I said sent you a, a note, and I said, you ready? And you said, ready for what? I said, commentary. You said, oh no, I forgot. Although you used rather different language. And at that particular point, panic ensued in the commentary box given that the entire nation was waiting to hear from you and you said I'm an hour away, you need to come and get me in from the city in a car and then I might get there an hour late. (laughs) More panic ensued, didn't it Goran?
3: You were panicking a lot, and I was here in the restaurant eating my pasta and laughing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the sort of character we have before us. But he is a two thousand and one Wimbledon champion. He is a West Bromwich Albion fan, so we figure all, don't we, Corin? the second part is much more important <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh, and although i have to say I, i'd just like to get my own back a little bit today because i found goran today this morning he tapped me on the shoulder while we were in the town because he'd been spent on a sent on a special mission hadn't you goran
3: uh yes by my daughter to buy her the axe, axe shoes and for sh- i mean and i knew it the as soon as I bought it, I knew I was going to have to change it because she didn't like the color. <laughs> so I sent the pictures and both of the pairs, they were like wrong.
1: <laughs> but you got there in the end.
3: But I went back and hopefully I'm not changing anymore. I'm switching my phone off so she cannot send me anymore messages to change
1: anything and buy her anything else. So she's just got to get used to blue and white striped West Romage Albion color rugs, hasn't she? Sure, it's the best color. Absolutely right. And now, Catherine, uh, we obviously are recording this before the Kyrios against Murray match, so we've already reflected upon that. But. We have a lot at stake, don't we, with our predictions, because uh, Maria Sharapova continues to prove me right. She's going on the way to the final. Rafael Nadal against Thomas Burditch, as we record, is currently, uh, <laughs> Goran has currently been shown by Catherine a picture of me with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. How do I look, Goran? I don't know who, who is who there. <laughs> <laughs> a very good point. Uh, now, now, Given, given that matches are already underway, the way, uh, everybody's laughing. I don't think this is going to be possible. However, the matches we're going to reflect upon, Goran, tomorrow is a couple of cracking matches on paper between Milos Raonic, somebody you've been warming up, and Novak Djokovic. So let's talk about that one first. How is Milos looking to you?
3: He's looking good. He's looking strong. He's hitting the ball unbelievable. I don't think he ever beat, he ever beat uh, Novak. Never, but uh, I like underdogs always, somehow uh, I like surprises, this court is pretty quick. But, it's always this but, I predicted the final djokovic Murray, so that means I have to stick with Djokovic against Raonic.
1: But miracles can happen, as we've seen over the last six months. Now Catherine is showing Gora a picture of me with SpongeBob SquarePants. How do I look, Gora? Man, looking good. You finally, you look good in front of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Gora. Catherine, appreciate that. How are you doing?
0: You, you were the one that consented to having your photo taken with these fantastic characters uh, of children's television so I think you've got to accept the consequences
1: that's right so go to the Tennis Podcast Facebook page and we will post these pictures of uh, me with various cartoon characters from around the grounds and I'm seeking out Dora the Explorer today is your daughter a fan of Dora She's too old for Dora. She's ah, 12 years okay.
3: old. She's more into this Uggs boot and all
1: these, you know, shopping things. Oh dear, I've got all that to come, Goran. Oh no. So, uh, Goran thinks that uh, uh, Novak Djokovic will prevail against Milos Raonic, but Raonic has lost a heck of a lot of weight over the Christmas period. He's gone on a strict diet. I think he's the most improved-looking player from the end of last year to now. What do you think, Catherine?
0: I think he is improved looking. However, I think there's another contender for that. We're standing in the players area with the big screen in front of us, with the Nadal-Berdych match. And uh, if anybody's, I know Burditch has always been pretty strong looking, but the size of his thighs are just something to behold. He he he's been in the gym solidly by the looks of things since since Christmas and before. It's I, I think. He's got to rival Raonic for that title for
1: me. Now, you turned Marin Cilic into a different player, really, Goran, didn't you? Because he was always sort of top 20, top 30, higher than that even. He reached the semifinals here. But last year, you turned, well, helped turn him into a Grand Slam champion. So, we're talking about Thomas Burditch and Milos Raonic. What did you do with Marin Cilic that made all that difference? I can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> then, mm-hmm.
3: then you'd uh, have to kill me. Yeah. He,
1: you know, he, he had, oh,
3: I mean... I know Marin says he was 14, and I always thought he has to play different. He has to play more aggressive. And those guys are big guys, uh, Raonic, Berdic Cilic, and they need to play aggressive. They need to. They cannot run like Nadal and Djokovic, so they need to take advantage, come in, big serves, big hitters. So go in, take some risk, and uh, you know Marin took some risk at the U.S. Open and paid off. When he was on that run, because
1: didn't he win nine sets in a row at the end of that tournament? He won ten sets. Ten uh, sets. I mean,
3: let us uh, he played probably the best ten sets ever, starting uh, Simon 5th and then 3 3 was really, and especially that one against Federer, he really, it was too quick for Federer, even Federer said it was too fast for me, I mean, probably the best tennis player ever, he, when he says it was too fast, then... You have to know how how good Marin played that match. What was it like sitting in the box there, watching him do that to Federer? I was very proud of him. I was proud of him. I was proud of myself that I uh, finally put those things in his mind. I can prove him wrong that he has to play like that. And uh, he finally figured it out. He finally proved himself that he's a great tennis player and the only way he can win this big tournament is playing like that.
1: How's he doing physically now? Because I know he's obviously had a, a bad time with injury.
3: He's going to do probably tomorrow. The MRI was supposed to be on Friday, but he's going to do it tomorrow and then we're going to know more. I don't know. Without MRI, uh, we don't know more. But with the MRI, we're going to know if he's gonna, when he's going to start, when he's going to start to
1: practice and which tournament he's going to be ready to play. Fingers crossed for him. Now final points, Goran, while we got you here. The other match that we're looking forward to tomorrow is Stan Wawrinka against Kei Nishikori. That's a rematch from the US Open. They had a five-set classic there, which Nishikori won. What do you think this time?
3: That was one of the best matches I ever saw. Uh, that match at the US Open. There was a couple of points here and there. I thought Wawrinka was winning and then somehow Nishikori turned it away. Oh. I don't know. Really, it's a very tough pick. It's, it's I don't know, let's say
1: uh, Nishikori. But I don't know why I said Nishikori, to be honest. That's the beauty of it, though, isn't it? Because it's very difficult to pick. And in fact, there are a number of matches this week like that because Murray's now playing the best tennis we've seen from him for a long time.
3: Yeah, we, we said that the other night, that he's hitting the ball great, that he's ready, that he's ready to win the Grand Slams. This year is very important for him. Uh, he's really focused he was uh, mentally good uh, he really he really played well and uh, that 's why I put him in the final you know yeah. I, I felt it I felt it he
1: felt it and if he feels something i'll tell you do not argue with him now what did you feel just finally, Goran, when you saw Grigor Dimitrov do what he did to that racket the joy such a joy happiness you could
3: see on my face how happy I was, how proud I was with <laughs> Grimitrov. The way he broke the racket, smashed the stupid racket, you know, when everything <laughs> goes wrong, you have to... I mean, it was really good, good, uh, one of the best smashing rackets. That I saw. So, so I, I'm proud of him. You know, he changed the racket and everything was OK. But, uh, you know, you have to smash the racket after you lose a serve like that.
1: Grigor, he's proud of you. That is a big thing to say from Goran Ivanovic. Pleasure to have you with us, Goran. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Always a pleasure. So, Goran Ivanisovic here with us on the Tennis Podcast. It was a joy to have him with us. It's been a joy to speak to Catherine and to Gigi.
0: One last question for you, David. Did you catch up with Dora? Not yet. Oh, well, everyone's on the edge of their seats for the Dora picture, David,
1: me included. You're on the edge of the seat. Imagine how I feel. I can't wait. My daughter is just hanging by the phone to get that picture.
2: So, make sure you tune into the next tennis podcast to find out if David Law ever met up with Dora the Explorer.